Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Biswell Podcast. Today, I'm talking about things that drain us or drive us. So when we think about draining, that's pretty easy. Like there are people who drain us. There are situations that drain us. I'm talking about really just sucking the energy out of you, making you feel deflated. And on the other side, what drives us? When I think about driving, I think about more motivating, what motivates us, what gives us energy, what makes us happy. So today I'm talking about the draining and the driving of your energy. So let's let's unpack this a little bit. It could be people, right? Whether you call them the energy vampires, the energy suckers, or just those unhappy negative people. So that's one. And then there are things that we do all day, right? Sitting in front of a computer in front of Zoom in our new normal, right? So that could be part of it. So I'm going to unpack some of these things that are draining me and then some of those things that are driving us, driving me, that are filling my cup, giving me motivation and making me feel better because we all need that right now, right? We are now nine months into this epidemic. What we thought was going to be a 15 day stay at home lockdown has turned into more than nine months and going on a year. So I thought it would be great just to share some of the things that I'm working on to get out of that uh, energy suck and stay positive and upbeat. So let's first talk about people. And I hope you don't have these people around you, but we all do from time to time. And so those are those people who are sucking all the positive energy out of us. They are negative. They're leaving us drained and exhausted and unhappy. So first of all, it's identifying who those folks are. And if they're in your inner circle, you have the opportunity to put them on the outside of the circle. If they are in your work world, that's another story. So here's some tips on dealing with them. So who are those vampires that suck the positive energy out of us? Those are those people that are overly dramatic. They're making mountains out of molehills. They're overly critical. They're finding fault with everyone and everything. And they're just constant complainers. We all know them, right? And we may not be able to avoid them. We may not be able to put them on our outer circle. So there's no reason that we have to allow their problems to become ours. So here are a few tips. Limit your contact. Now that may be easier said than done, especially if they're in your work world, but do whatever you can first to identify those people and limit the amount of time you spend with them. And if you can't detach completely, as in the case of family members or coworkers, set firm limits. For example, for those who are intrusive or overly dramatic and they're consuming a lot of your time, you should start the conversation with something like this. I only have a few minutes before having to go on to my next meeting or whatever it may be. So set the tone right in the beginning. You've only got a few minutes. If you can communicate with them via email or another means of communication versus verbally, that may also help when you can't limit your your time with them. And don't get pulled in, no matter how much you might like to think or hope you'll be able to fix their problems or help them, you won't. Chronically negative people will either resist your intervention or create a new crisis. So don't try to fix it. Try to stay on the outside. Don't let their energy come in and limit your time with them. So that what that first one's easy. Usually we can identify people around us who are draining our energies, but there may not, and maybe it's not a person, but you're just feeling overwhelmed and drained, and you might have difficulty knowing what areas of your life to work or change. 
most of us are unconscious about how our mental energy is used throughout our daily lives. And becoming conscious of where your energy flows can help you. So again, we're going to focus a little bit here in the beginning on what's draining us because I'm confident if you're like me, there are lots of things or like I just mentioned, maybe you're just feeling drained, but you don't even know what's pulling you down. So we're first, we're going to focus on possibilities of what's draining us. And then along the way, we're going to talk about how to lift us up and how to drive us back into a better place. As I was researching this topic a little bit, because I don't always want it just to be my perspective, right? I always try to bring some research into it and uh, read something from a psychological coach or psychologist. And I, I read that she said, there's usually three big energy drains in our life. Number one is not believing you have a choice. And gosh, I love choices, right? We always have choices. We may not like them, but we always have choices. So if you believe you don't have choices, that could be draining you. Number two, not being able to say no. That's a tough one. And number three, if you feel like you don't have support. So those three areas, according to the psychologist, brings us down. Some of the questions you might ask yourself to figure out if you've got opportunity in these three areas could be, number one, are you avoiding or neglecting an area of your life? So of course we are because we are in a quarantine and we're stuck at home and there's all kinds of things we could be doing, but we're avoiding. So why? What's the example? You know, cleaning out the basement and cleaning out all the Christmas ornaments, you know, those kind of things going through your wardrobe. So what are, where are you avoiding in your life? Uh, The next one says there are cords of energy connecting us to our past, present, and future. Everything undone or incomplete in our life drains us. So is there a conversation you had that has with your family that has not been resolved? So it's just pulling us down. Is Did your boss say something to you and you feel like you didn't give an adequate answer and it's still nagging at you? So those things that are undone will bring us down and drain us. So we should probably look at our relationships. You know, is there something as I started the episode with those people who drain us? Are there relationships that need some work or We need a workaround to avoid their negativity that brings us down. The other area for me that's been ongoing a little bit is the environment. So right, I'm in my home, which I'm grateful I have a beautiful home and a space to work. But for a long time, it was not set up conducively for working at home. And so for months, I was you know, thinking this was temporary and I was working in a space that was, was cluttered. It was not uh, enough room. I had other things going on within the environment. So finally, when I took the time to really set it up, I, I actually bought a new chair, you know, things in the environment to help me be more productive with work that really helps. So look around your environment and, you know, do you have a TV in your office or is something going on that if you could clean it up a little bit, so to speak, it would be much more positive. Maybe your environment is your car. Maybe you're doing some kind of work that you're in your car all day and is it cluttered? Is it overwhelmed? Is it dirty? All of those things contribute to how we feel energized, happy, and content versus drained and demotivated. Some of the other things I put on my list, so I wrote it down. I I created two columns, one for the drain and one for the drive. And so draining, we've talked about people who are negative, computer interaction all day, sitting in front of the computer, isolation. Isolation's a big one. Everyone's going through this. I know I'm not alone in this and that you might feel isolated or you're only with immediate family. So that's draining you. The uncertainty, right? That's definitely a drainer 
of my energy and, and my spirit, just what's happening, what's going to come next for work in the country and so on. And lastly, I put down sitting all day. So when I'm at my day job at the office, I'm up and about, I'm going to meetings, I'm walking to different buildings or meeting rooms, getting up, you know, walking a distance to go to the lunch room. So now that I have a list of all the things that I've started to recognize that are draining me, I'm then writing that list on the other side of for everything. So example, for sitting all day, what can I do to counter that? What can I do that will drive me and lift me up? And so one of the things I've started is is walking. And as you, if you've been listening, you know, I'm walking pretty much 10,000 steps a day, which is great. But what I'm also trying to do is with some of my meetings that are with either peers uh, or people who work with me or work for me, I'll say, hey, do you want to take this meeting on the cell phone and do a walk? And so I will actually take the meeting walking outside. I have to say those meetings only really work when you're listening or being updated, at least for me, if I have to give a presentation or something, obviously you can't do it walking. But I found that just getting out of the chair and still working, as my mind is still focused on work, but I'm walking in my neighborhood and that has really helped a lot. One of the other new things that I've started and I, I picked this up from a coworker. As at, at the end of each week, I'm writing down three things. What did I win? What were the small wins that I can celebrate? What did I learn? And what would I like to change? And so this just helps sort of frame things in a more positive way. So what what were the little wins? Was there something that happened with a coworker or with my family? Or maybe I hit 11,000 steps instead of 10,000. You know, writing those down to be very aware of the positive things that are happening. And and then things that I learned, I, I'm a forever learner. I love to learn, research, read, you know, so maybe it's something fun. Maybe it's something for work and then change. Again, I might not be able to control it. I might not be able to change it, but just the act of writing down what I'd like to change or what I'd like to see different, it actually helps. It makes me feel more refreshed. It makes me feel like I've got a little control over something and I can influence influence something. So you might want to just think about uh, a weekly or monthly or even a daily practice of what did you win, learn, and what did you what would you like to change? So I don't think I'm the only one that feels like the coronavirus has really disrupted not only our home and our work lives, it's really brought a wave of anxiety for all of us. And one of the other things John and I have been doing on a regular basis is right after work or even in the morning, I'm doing it as well, is I'm starting the day or ending with some music. We both love music so much. It uplifts us. And I'm telling you, just putting on some music in the morning to get going or in the evening at five o'clock, it's sort of our, okay, day's over. Let's start, you know, let's listen to some songs we love or some artists that we love. And it, I'm telling you, starts to change the mood. All of a sudden we're dancing around the house a little bit and feeling a little bit more uh, at ease and, and happy and our spirits are lifted. So try listening to a little bit more music. It sounds so easy, but I used to listen to music on the way to work all the time and on the way home. And I greatly missed it. You know, it was a time to, you know, put some upbeat songs on and jam around in the car. So try it at home. Here's another tip to help boost your mood when you're feeling drained. Get out in the sun. And I know it's hard this time of the year, especially for folks living in the Midwest and the East where it gets dark at 3 p.m. But I'll tell you, just a little bit of sun goes a long way. Recently, I was visiting a friend and I saw this man sitting outside in his chair and he was actually like across the street on a sidewalk, not even near homes. And I said to my friend, what's going on with that guy? And she said, oh, actually, he's got depression and his doctor recommends 
time in sunlight, which really helps them. And it got me thinking, I love the sunlight. It definitely helps me. Here in California, the sun is hitting our home in a way that there's only a very small sliver of our backyard that gets sun all day. So we've literally moved our chairs over to that spot. We call it our sun spot. In the morning, there's sun, and even in the afternoon. And at any given time, you can look out a window and see either John or myself or when Dominic was home, one of us was out there in that sunspot. Maybe we're taking a call. Maybe we're just going through our social feed. But that bit of sun is a little miracle worker. So I would say if wherever you're living, find some sun whatever time of the day it is. Pull up a chair, bring out a blanket, sit down on the grass. But wherever you can... Get a little bit of sun each day. That is going to help you improve your mood and drive you to a good place. Another idea is to get out and get into your car. So many of us are working at home. We're not going out. We're not socializing. A lot of us haven't even driven our car. And especially this time of the year, there are so many Christmas lights and holiday lights outside. Go out for a drive. Take your family, roll down the windows, and look at all the beautiful lights. Even if you don't have lights in your neighborhood, Take a drive into the mountains or near the beach. Change up your scenery. This will help boost your mood and drive those blues away. Literally, no pun intended, but get in your car. It'll just feel great to be outside, to be having a different scenery. I remember when I was young, my grandma and grandpa used to tell me that's what they did for fun. Like on Sundays, they would quote, I'm doing air quotes, they would go for a drive. But when there was nothing to do and there was no social media and and whatnot, that's what people did. So... Let's go back to the basics. Let's try getting in the car and going for a drive and seeing new things and even trying it at night and seeing some holiday lights. And the last one I will comment on that I'm doing often, I've always done, but I'm doing it more during quarantine is dreaming. Keeping our deepest desires and dreams alive is that fuel that keeps my spirit bright. And I have on my desk, maybe I'll take a picture with me. I have a little nameplate that says Daydreamer. Quote, that's my uh, title as a daydreamer. I've got a book, uh, a notebook that, let me see what it says here. I should know this, but it says days plus dreams. And I'm literally just making notes of all the dreams and ideas that I have. And give yourself that gift of having those goals and dreams. And even if they're so far out and so far away, It'll distract you from the chaos we're going through right now, and it will allow your fear to go away as well as as when you're dreaming big. So when we give ourselves that gift of thinking about our dreams and sharing them with others, it's automatically a way to brighten us and something for us to have as a carrot for the future of what we want to do and what we want to achieve. So I'm wishing you all well. I hope you're keeping healthy both mentally and physically. And if you've got some great ideas for driving away the blues and Um, sharing some of the things that motivate you and keep your spirits up, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line at biswell at outlook.com or check out my social on Twitter and Instagram. Look forward to connecting with you. And until next time, thank you for turning in to the Biswell Podcast.